Mater Dei Radio proudly presents The Glory of the Mass with Terry Ross. From the earliest roots of the Christian faith, music has played a central role in holy worship. For the next hour, let your spirits soar as we highlight selected pieces of beautiful sacred music from the rich history of the Catholic liturgy. Now, here's the host of The Glory of the Mass, Terry Ross. Welcome to The Glory of the Mass, a weekly program devoted to beautiful sacred music performed as part of the Catholic liturgy. I'm your host, Terry Ross, and in today's program, we'll concentrate on music for the 28th Sunday in Ordinary Time. We'll also take our hats off to a wonderful man on his feast day tomorrow, St. John the 23rd, while also offering respect for St. Teresa of Avila, whose feast day is this coming Thursday, October 15th. Angelo Giuseppe Roncalli, who became Pope John XXIII, was Pope for five years, from 1958 to his death in 1963 at the age of 82. Roncalli was one of 13 children born to a family of sharecroppers in a village in Lombardy. After entering the priesthood in his early 20s, he eventually became a cardinal in 1953. His election to the papacy was not expected. He won on the 11th ballot. He then surprised those who expected him to be a caretaker pope by calling the historic Second Vatican Council in 1962. He did not live to see the Vatican Council to completion. His cause for canonization was opened in 1965 by his successor, Pope Paul VI. And in 2013, Pope Francis, bypassing the traditionally required second miracle, declared John XXIII a saint. He was canonized alongside Pope John Paul II in 2014. John XXIII today is affectionately known as the Good Pope, and in Italian, Il Papa Buono. Teresa Sanchez de Cepeda y Ayumada was a 16th century Spanish noblewoman who felt called to convent life. Active during the Reformation, she reformed the Carmelite orders of both men and women. The movement she initiated was later joined by the younger Spanish Carmelite friar and mystic, John of the Cross. It led eventually to the establishment of the discalced, or shoeless, Carmelites. Forty years after her death, Teresa was canonized by Pope Gregory XV. She has since become one of the patron saints of Spain. However, not until 1970 did Pope Paul VI proclaim Teresa the first female doctor of the church. Teresa, who became a celebrity in her town, dispensing wisdom from behind the convent grill, was also known for raptures, which sometimes involved levitation. This was a source of embarrassment to her, and she bade her sisters hold her down when this occurred. Subsequently, historians and neurologists and psychiatrists have taken an interest in her symptoms. The fact that she wrote down virtually everything that happened to her during her religious life means that an invaluable and exceedingly rare medical record from the 16th century has been preserved. Examination of this record has led to the speculative conclusion that she may have suffered from temporal lobe epilepsy. When she died in 1582, her last words were, My Lord, 
It is time to move on. Well then, may your will be done. O my Lord and my spouse, the hour that I have longed for has come. It is time to meet one another. She was buried at the Convento de la Annunciación. Nine months after her death, the coffin was opened, and her body was found to be intact, but the clothing had rotted. Her body was exhumed again in 1585 to be moved to Avila, and again found to be incorrupt. Now, you may already know that in these programs we focus on the parts of the Mass that are traditionally sung by a cantor or choir. Of these, there are ten. Five of them, called the proper, are on texts particular to the day of the church calendar, and five others, called the ordinary, whose texts are unchanging, are used at many different times of the church year, such as today's Mass by the 15th century Franco-Flemish composer Loisette Compère. These ten alternate with one another throughout the Mass until the final distribution of the Eucharist at Communion. The first five of these are called the proper because the text of each is specific to the day it is sung. Today we'll hear all five of these, the introit or entrance, the gradual, which comes after the first reading, the alleluia, which comes after the second, the offertory, which is sung while the priest is preparing the gifts for communion, and the communion sung while the gifts are distributed to the congregation. I found beautiful motet settings for two parts of the proper. We'll hear the others in Gregorian chant. And we'll also enjoy all five parts of the ordinary, the Kyrie, the Gloria, the Credo, the Sanctus, and the Agnus Dei. In the form of Lasset compares out of the ordinary, Misa Galeazese. So let's get started with our introit, Si Iniquitates. O Lord, if you were taken to account our iniquities, who would withstand the test? We'll hear this in a beautiful motet setting by the English late Georgian composer Samuel Wesley, who was a contemporary of Mozart and was called by some the English Mozart. The singers are the men of the Portland, Oregon liturgical choir, Cantorus in Ecclesia.
is today's introit, Si Iniquitates, by Samuel Wesley. Now, before we embark on Monsieur Comper's Mass Ordinary, I'd like to insert a motet by an almost exact contemporary of the Franco-Flemish Comper, the Netherlandish composer Gaspar van Verbecke, who lived in the late 15th and early 16th century. His motet is called Ave Stelle Matutina, Hail Morning Star, and it is performed for us by the Italian ensemble called Odeketan. Now it's time to get into Loisette Compare's Mass Ordinary, the Misse Galeazzese. Unlike his contemporaries, Compare seems to have written a few masses. By temperament, he was perhaps a miniaturist. His most popular and numerous works were in the shorter forms of the day, primarily chansons and motets. The first thing to understand is that the Misse Galeazzese is not a mass as you might know it, but rather a set of motets in honor of the Virgin, written to replace the movements of the Mass Ordinary. So, for example, the motet Vigo Gloriosa is given instead of the introit. The Mass is named for the Duke Galeazzo, Maria Sforza of Milan, who was murdered in 1476. 
He was a notoriously crude and harsh leader, but he did spend an inordinate amount of money on music recruiting the very best singers in Milan and the surrounding area. But he went abroad, so to speak, to choose Loisette Comper from northern France, also known for his secular pieces, and Gaspar van Verbecke from Belgium to be his court and chapel composers. In addition, Alexander Agricola was a singer for about three years in the Duke's chapel. The Duke was attempting to replicate the very highest standards found in other court chapels and cathedrals of Europe. Here in place of the traditional curie is the loco introitus, Virgo Gloriosa, from this mass performed by Ad Hecaton.
We've heard the first motet of Loisette compares Misa Galietseske, an unusual mass consisting of a series of motets in honor of the Virgin Mary rather than the traditional movements of the Mass Ordinary. Now we'll hear the motet marked Loco Gloria, or In Place of the Gloria, on the text Ave Salus Infirmorum, Hail Salvation of the Sick. Again, the singers are the Italian ensemble Odhecaton. That was a motet in place of the Gloria of the Mass Ordinary by today's featured composer, Loisette Compère. Now we'll go on to the second part of the Mass proper, the Gradual. 
Today's text is Ecce Quam Bonum, from Psalm 132. Behold how good and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell in unity. It is sung for us in a motet setting by the 16th century Dutch composer Jacobus Clemens von Papa. The singers are the Brabant Ensemble from Oxford. Next up in the order of the sung mass is the Alleluia on the text Qui Timent Dominum. 
Let those who fear the Lord put their trust in him. This is sung for us by the group called Wishful Singing. That was our Alleluia for today, sung in traditional Gregorian chant. And this brings us to the spiritual center of our Mass, the Nicene Creed. Here in its place is the Loco Credo, in place of the Credo, from Loisette Compare's Misa Galeatsesque. This motet is called Ave Decus Virginale, Hail Virginal Splendor.
That was the local credo from Loisette Compares Mass Ordinary for today. And this brings us to the fourth part of our proper, the offertory. Monsieur Compère obliged us by adding this to his Mass as a motet called Ave Sponsa Verbi, Hail Bride of the Highest Word. The singers here, again, are the ensemble Odd Hecaton. was our offertory for today, Hail Bride of the Highest Word. 
And now we've reached a part of Compare's Mass Ordinary called Ad Evelationem, which I, perhaps incorrectly, but I hope not, think refers to the celebrants elevating the Eucharist gifts while the offertory is being sung. The text of the motet here is Adoramus Te Christi, We Adore You, Christ, and the singers are Od Hecaton.
That was the movement called Ad Elevationem from Loisette Compare's Misa Galietzeske, a set of Marian motets masquerading as a mass ordinary. The next parts of the standard mass are the Sanctus and Benedictus. Here they're replaced by the motet O Maria. We've heard the loco sanctus in place of the sanctus of today's very unordinary mass ordinary by La Set Compare. Next up is the loco agnus, or in place of the agnus day. The mass is the Misa Galeacesque. Here's that loco agnus sung by Od Hecaton. 
The text here is Salve Mater Salvatoris. Hail, Mother of the Savior. was the Agnus Dei stand-in of the Missa Galietseske by today's featured composer, the Renaissance Franco-Flemish man, Loisette Comper. Which means we're coming up on the last official bit of music of the Mass, the Communion proper. Before that, however, here's another motet by Loisette's contemporary and fellow composer at the court of Milan, Gaspar von Verbecke. The text is Christi Mater Ave. Mother of Christ, hail. The singers here, again, are the Italian group Ad Hecaton.
We've heard a motet by Verbecke called Mother of Christ, Hail. And now for that communion proper, Aufer ame opprobrium et contemptum, from Psalm 118. Remove me from all scorn and contempt. This bit of Gregorian chant is again brought to us by the ensemble called Wishful Singing. That was our communion proper for today. And now, here's a final motet by Gaspar von Verbecke. This is called Mater Digna Dei, Worthy Mother of God. This again is brought to us by the group on Hecaton.
That was our closing motet for the day, Worthy Mother of God. I hope you've enjoyed the chant, the motets, and Loisette Compare's unusual Mass Ordinary. And I hope you'll come back next week as we celebrate the Feast of St. Luke. You can listen again to this program or to any of the programs in this series and see our playlists by visiting our website at materdayradio.com. M-A-T-E-R-D-E-I radio.com. Once there, click on the programming menu and choose The Glory of the Mass 110. The Glory of the Mass is produced by Patrick Ryan. I'm your host, Terry Ross, wishing you a blessed Sabbath. This has been The Glory of the Mass with Terry Ross, a weekly examination of the beautiful music of the sacred liturgy of the Catholic Church. For more information about this program, including a playlist from today's show, visit The Glory of the Mass online at materdayradio.com. The Glory of the Mass is produced at the studios of Mater Dei Radio in Portland, Oregon.